blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we've got a couple of TTT veterans going head-to-head in today's episode. In one corner, James, do you like your life? Can you find release? And will you ever change? Will you write your masterpiece? Are you still in school living up to expectations? James Campbell. How's it going, James? Very well. Thank you. That was that was quite a serenade. The old, there you uh, go. I think you know who that artist was. Yeah, Billy Joel. It was off the uh, Piano Man album. Yes, it was. Very good. Uh, James, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. I, my name is James Campbell. I'm a lawyer in Kansas. I do mostly criminal defense, but I do, you know, some other things as well. Have a couple of, of grown adult children who live in various locations and, and enjoy playing trivia. All right. We are happy to have you back on the show and your opponent for today. Well, I'm on the down Easter Alexa and I'm cruising through Block Island Sound. I have charted a course to the vineyard, but tonight I am Nantucket bound. It's Micah, the down Easter Alexa. What's up, Micah Easter? How you doing? Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. I think 50% of the reason I tune into this show is just to hear you sing. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. So please uh, remind everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm Micah Easter. I'm from the greater Chicagoland area. I'm currently a uh, substitute teacher in the area. I'm working on my uh, bachelor's degree in elementary education. I'd like to be a third through fifth grade teacher somewhere in there. Um, And then other than that, I've got a wife and two kids who are not grown yet. They are 13 (laughs) and eight, which is um, a lot of fun. And uh, in my spare time, I play sports I play the occasional video game when I have a chance. And I am not a trivia master at all. I am the uh, the Brooklyn brawler of trivia. If you watch wrestling, I am here to enhance the other talent and make them look good. <laughs> well, we'll see how you do. But uh, of course, before we get going into the episode, we have got to hear our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we uh, know the rules to our little show, and you uh, could probably tell that both of those uh, intros dealt with uh, Billy Joel, Uh, that is because James Campbell was on our old defunct show, The Blast From Our Past podcast, Uh, And John and James and I counted down our top 10 favorite Billy Joel songs. 
And so for this, you know, this episode, I want to get to know the two of you. I want to get to know James and Micah a little bit better. So I want to know what is your favorite Superior Piano Man song? What's your favorite Elton John song? Hmm. I, I, I disagree with he's superior and I did get to actually see them together. I saw the, yeah. they did tour. Yes, song. they did. Tour. Yeah. I, I, that was just a dig at you. I was just kind of, yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> um, I, I think someone saved my life tonight. I've always liked that. It's just a nice little song. Um, you know what? I would pick uh, "Good B- Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." It was not a song that I was aware of until I was well into my adult years, because I was born like at 1980. I was right on the cusp of like Elton John, his early stuff, and his you know more poppy stuff. Uh, but I heard it when I was maybe about 30 years old, and I just really loved it. I like the harmonies and everything, and uh, that's that's my pick. That's being, a good choice. Being someone who was also born in 1980, I probably would have said. Um, even though it's been used a lot lately in movies, I'm still standing because that was my first awareness of him. Uh, when you know, when his MTV or when the video for that came out, I was about the right age to start watching MTV. So, yeah, I, I understand that. Those are two very good songs. I kind of just refreshing myself with both of them just to make sure I know which one I want to go with. Uh, very pretty. Elton John does gorgeous stuff. Um, but for this and this back and forth, I think I got to go. Goodbye, Yellowbrook Road. I think I have to. I'm sorry. Uh, both great songs. T- difficult choice, but that means, Micah, you get a pick first in today's episode. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try Toys and Games. Okay. And we are going to start off in the 70s. Is it me? Is it you? Who knows? It's what two-player board game that was first released in Dutch in 1979 under the, under the name V is Het. Milton Bradley then produced the game and brought it to the U.S. Uh, that would be Guess Who. That is Guess Who. All right, James, we are over to you. I will start out with TV. And your decade is the 2000s. What 2008 online talk show consisted of host Zach Galifianakis asking guests bizarre, inappropriate, or insulting questions while seated alongside a couple plants? I believe the name is Between Two Ferns. Between Two Ferns is correct. And that is a hilarious show. His interview with Brie Larson I, like made me laugh so yeah. hard. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved the one with Barack Obama when he was president. That was a good one as well. All right, Micah, what category would you like? Uh, let's do music, please. That is also the 2000s. And we are taking a trip to the Throwback Lounge. You said you liked me singing on this show, so <laughs> awesome. here you go. So you need to name this 2001 Billboard Hot 100 number one hit, the, the artist. You need to name the artist of this Billboard Hot 100 number one hit with the following lyrics. Sometimes I love you. Sometimes you make me blue. Sometimes I feel good. At times I feel used. Loving you, darling, makes me so confused. Hey, it's on the tip of my tongue. Can I have you sing it one more time? Of course. Sometimes I love you, sometimes you make me blue. Sometimes I feel good, at times I feel used. Loving you, darling, makes me so confused. Hey! Hey is not part of the song. That's trademarked by Director V. Takedown. <laughs> it's the at times I feel used part that's getting to me. Um, oh, it's, I'm going to kick myself. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a guess, I'm sorry. All right, no guess. James, we're over to you. 
Could you sing that one more time? I can, absolutely. All the singing today. Sometimes I love you, sometimes you make me blue. Sometimes I feel good, at times I feel used. Loving you, darling, makes me so confused. Hey. And what was the question part of it? It was uh, named the artist of this 2001 Billboard Hot 100 number one hit. Name the artist. 2001. Just because she had a whole bunch of number one songs in that period of time, I'm going to say Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is incorrect. And I just got there. Ah, I just figured it out. Sometimes I love you. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you make, make me feel blue. blue. Yeah. yeah, you make Alicia me Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys fallen. This is Alicia mm-hmm. Keys fallen. Yep. All right, no points awarded. Uh James, what would you like? I'll I'll do sports. Okay. And your decade is the seventies. Okay. In nineteen seventy, Pistol Pete Maravich won the Naismith NCAA Player of the Year honors while playing hoops for what university? Unfortunately, fellow alum Shaquille O'Neal would get second place in his 1992 voting and lose to Christian Leitner. Yeah, they both went to uh, LSU. They did go to LSU. Yes, well done. I thought thought it might have been too easy with the Shaquille O'Neal, but I just, you know, I didn't didn't know Pistol Pete, but I'm sure others might have. Well, see, and again, I'm enough older. I remember watching him play. He was in an era... When you didn't have a three-point run, mm. you know he was still playing that far out and nice. still making shots. It was it was very impressive. He unfortunately died quite young. He had a very short Ooh. career. Okay, in the, in the pros but. did not know that. All right, Micah, we are back to you. What category would you like? Uh, let's try slang. Okay. <laughs> Decade is the two thousands. Wow, seventies and two thousands. In the two thousands, instant messaging slang was huge. When someone typed G, the number two, and the letter G again, what did that mean? Matt, gotta go. Gotta go. You gotta go. Exactly. G to G, and you're out. James, we're back to you. We still have movies, news and politics, fashion, literature, and food. I will try food. And your decade is the 90s. In 1998, Taco Bell introduced the American public to their version of what Mexican dish? The flatbread taco first available in three, uh, sorry, the flatbread taco was first available in three flavors for 99 cents, Supreme, Fiesta, and Santa Fe. And the name comes from the Spanish word for chubby. The Santa Fe was always my favorite of those. I believe that was the chalupa. Chalupa is incorrect. Micah, can you steal? Um, I think in Spanish, chubby is gordo. So I'm going to guess gordita. You nailed it on the head. Yes. Gordo is Spanish for chubby or fat. It is the gordita. I, I knew that. I loved those when they came out. It was in the Santa Fe was the one I, and I just forgot the word. Yeah. I, nope. Oh. Flip flop. My bad. Yep. Nope. Yep, of course. Uh, definitely one of my go-tos is the cheesy gordita crunch. It's, it's terrible for you. It's awful calories, but I love it. Same, and it costs a lot more nowadays than it used to, but boy, is it still worth it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, Jay, or sorry, Michael with the steal, and what category do you want to keep going with? Oh, begrudgingly news and politics. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. All right. Dream of what radioactive element with the atomic number 98 
that was first synthesized in 1950, and it's named after the state from which the University Radiation Laboratory that synthesized it resides. Uh, Californium? Californium is correct. Awesome. A little slight hint of Dream of Californication, which I hate that song, but... I, you know, I am indifferent to Californium. I think it's probably fine. So, <laughs> all right, James, do you want movies, fashion, or literature? I'll do literature. All right, coming at you. And that one's also from the 50s. Humor magazine Mad debuted in May 1952. The what famous face of the franchise wouldn't appear until 1954. Alfred E. Newman. Alfred E. Newman is correct. Well done, and that uh, means, Micah, you get to pick between movies or fashion. I'm going to have to go movies. Okay. I'm not a movie guy, but I got to go movies. Yeah. The decade is the 2000s. Less of a fashion guy. Okay, 2000s. Oh, wow. The Original Kings of Comedy is a 2000 American stand-up comedy film directed by Spike Lee and featuring the comedy routines of Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Bernie Mac, and what other comedian? Uh, Cat Williams just recently said D.L. Hughley was one of his best friends, and uh, that's why it's stuck in my brain right now. So D.L. Hughley. Yeah, very topical uh, with the Cat Williams stuff. Yes, it is. D.L. Hughley was the other king of comedy. All right. And that is going to end up round one with fashion for James. And the decade is the 80s. Got a question from Dean Bratton. Thank you, Dean. Hopefully. (laughs) Which 1980s women's wear fashion style? Centered on tailor suits, large shoulder pads, and costume jewelry. It's kind of in the big hair era. The bigger the hair, the closer to God. I want to say that was called power dressing. Power dressing is correct. Good job. And that is the end of round one. John, what are the scores? All right, we got a close one. Mike has got 50 and James has 40. Yeah, this is a very good evenly matched game. Micah, who said he's not very good at trivia, uh, answered... Oh, uh, just give it time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Micah, you got to go first in round one. That means, James, you're picking for Micah to go first in round two. What category is he taking? I will let him have fashion. All right, not a surprise. And your decade will be the 90s. In 1998, the fragrance Moi was introduced and endorsed by what character? It was said to have a scent like a bouquet of seductive flowers warmed with come-hither notes of warm blonde woods. It had a certain je ne sais moi that made it irresistible to frogs. That's got to be Miss Piggy. That is Miss Piggy. I was thinking Pepe Le Pew right up until the end. Sure, sure. All right, James. Uh, Sorry, Micah, you're picking for James. Okay, um, what do I not want? Uh, Let's give him literature. And it is the 80s. What clairvoyant and precognitive elderly elderly woman first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number 210 in November 1980? Dakota Johnson is playing this character in a 2024 film of the same name. Did you read that again? Not a problem. What clairvoyant and precognitive elderly woman first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number 210 in November 1980? Dakota Johnson is playing the character in a 2024 film of the same name. I just have nothing. I'm going to go electric. You're going to go with what? 
Electra. Electra is incorrect. Micah, can you steal? Probably not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Comic books are my uh, one of my big gaps in trivia. Um, I thought there was an ant character, like a uh, like an ant bee or an ant may, or I'm gonna guess May. Uh, Aunt May is way older than 1980. Yes, but she has definitely been in. Uh, she's probably in the very first Amazing Spider-Man okay. uh, from back in the day. Now, this is not Aunt May. Uh, no, this is uh, actually I first met her from the animated 90s Spider-Man cartoon. I'm looking for Madam Web, Madam mm. Web. And I did see the trailer for the Dakota Johnson movie. It looks uh, not great, but we'll see. The same as every other Sony Spider-Man? Yeah, all the, all the ones that are not Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't like any of them, including both Venoms. I Yeah, Morbius was not good. Craven looks rough, so... All right. Uh, where are we at? We are at James Picking for Mike, I think. I will let him have movies. Okay. Your decade is the 70s. Ramones fanatic and delinquent Riff Randall battles it out with the strict new principle of Vince Lombardi High in what 1979 musical comedy that also features the aforementioned punk band? Uh, one more time, please. Ramones fanatic and delinquent, delinquent Riff Randall battles it out with the strict new principle of Vince Lombardi High in what 1979 musical comedy that also features the aforementioned punk band? Yes, cool. Oof. Um, hmm. I have I have no guess. All right, no guess. James, do you know this one? I'm hoping it was off the song, and it's rock, rock, rock and roll high school. So, rock and roll high school, I think, was the name of the movie. Rock and roll high school is correct. Good job with that one. You know your punk. And Micah, what do you want to give to James? Uh, food. And again, it is the 80s. Ooh. Sorry. I think this is my hardest food question. Uh, in 1989, the U.S. state of New Mexico made what? It's official state cookie. It's a crisp butter cookie flavored with sugar, cinnamon, and anise. The dough is rolled thin and cut into the shape of the fleur de lis, uh, the Christian cross, a star, or a moon. I thought you were going to go with the official state question, and I knew that. They're like the only state with an official state question, which is red or green, <laughs> okay. referring to the, the salsas. Oh, uh, okay. As to the cookie, I have no idea. Um, we'll go with an Easter cookie. Easter cookie is incorrect. Micah, can you look to the cookie and tell me what the answer is? I... I'm pretty sure I can't. Um, the only thing that even sounds remotely close is too common, so you wouldn't have called it a, a difficult question. Like a snickerdoodle is the only thing that I can think of. Snickerdoodle is incorrect. Uh, this is a very difficult one for me. It was called a biscochito, biscochito cookie. I don't believe I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Well, you learn something new every day when you listen to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, James, you're picking for Micah. I will give him news and politics. And that's also the 80s. Okay. The Quick Snap, the first modern disposable camera, was developed in 1986 by what Japanese photography company? Quick Snap. Is that an icon? 
Nikon is incorrect. Dang. James, can you steal? I I remember like the Kodak ones were yellow. And there was another one that was around that was green. And I think that was Fujifilm. So I'll go with Fujifilm. Fujifilm is correct. Well done. All right. He's getting a steal. And now, Mikey, you got to give a question to him, to James. Uh, James can have slang. And we finally have a 60s question. All right. There's a lot of slang in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) The first recorded use of what generational phrase is in a January 1963 Daily Press article describing a massive surge of college enrollments approaching as the oldest group of people were coming to age. That just sounds like baby boomers. I will go with that. Baby boomer is correct. That was the first recorded use of baby boomer. Man, I almost overthought that really badly. Good. I'm glad you didn't. Glad you didn't. All right. What do you want to give to Micah? And we have music, TV, sports, toys, and games left. I will give him sports. And a decade is the 50s. Nothing college, nothing college, nothing college. (laughs) On April 23rd, 1954, what Milwaukee Brave rookie hit the first home run of his career? He'd continue the feat 754 more times before eventually retiring. Uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron is correct. Well done. And my personal favorite baseball player of all time right there. Uh, Michael, what do you want to give to James? Mm, let's give him music. It's also the 50s. All right. What record label was founded by Barry Gordy in 1959? Its name is a portmanteau and has become a, a nickname for the city it was started in. Where the la- uh, sorry, where the where the label was. Sorry, I'm going to start that over again. What record label was founded by Barry Gordy in 1959? Its name is a portmanteau and has become a nickname for the city in which the label was headquartered. They used to call it Hitsville, USA. It was Motown. Motown is correct. Short uh, portmanteau of Motortown which uh, Detroit has now been called. So, all right, James, what do you want to give to Micah TV or toys and games? Uh, I'll give him toys and games and I'll take TV. Okay. And a decade is the nineties. In what game released in 1994, do children take turns putting into the mouth of a motorized plastic crocodilian, which then flings the ball off its tail and spins around, creating a new challenge for the next player. Gator golf. What could be greater than playing a game with golf golf with the gator? That is gator golf. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's that. That commercial was great. <laughs> Catchy. All right. And that is going to leave TV for James. A decade is the 60s. Roger Moore played Simon Templar in what British mystery spy thriller TV series that ran between 1962 and 1969. Val Kilmer starred in a movie adaptation in 1997. Boy, there were a bunch of those at that time. Those spy thrillers in the 60s were. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to make sure. It's almost sure like I there was this whole Cold War thing that made us, you know, yeah, want yeah, to have those yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, and they, I know that was part of the reason he got the James Bond gig was he'd done the Simon Templar stuff. I want to say the name of the show was The Saint. 
The Saint is correct. Oh. Good pull. And that is the end of round two. John, how are things looking? It is still a tight uh, tight game here. Uh, James did pull ahead with 90. Mike is right behind him with 80. All right. We have got us a very close match going into our final round. James, as you're in the lead, what category do you want to go in, to, in first into this final round? I'll do television. And it will be the 50s. All right. And Micah, what else is going to be joining that? Uh, let's do um, between two. Let's do toys and games. All right. And that one will be the 60s. All right. We need the two of you to write down your wagers based on 60s toys and games and 50s TV. All right. I'm ready. I'm good, too. All right. We will start in our 50s TV question. Jack Kelly and James Gardner starred as well-dressed gamblers who migrated from town to town, always looking for a good game. In what show that first aired in 1957? And the 60s toys and games question. In 1960, Fisher Price introduced what baby toy with colorful rings that needed to be placed in in order of size into a tapered pole mounted on a rocking base. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want each and everyone out there, if you are interested in jumping into our tournament pick'em, you can earn the 16th seed guaranteed in our 2025 tournament. Uh, if you guys do the pick'em, it's completely free, and you feel that you know how to pick the uh, top winner and who's going to be the next champion of Throwback Trivia Takedown. So check our Facebook or our Patreon page uh, that'll have that information. All right. Do either of you need a question reread? Uh, yes. Can you reread the first one, please? Yes. Jack Kelly and James Gardner starred as well-dressed gamblers who migrated from town to town, always looking for a good game in what show that first aired in 1957? I'm ready. And I'm ready as well. All right. Micah, as you were behind, what were your answers for the 50s TV and the 60s Toys and Games question? All right, 50s TV, I put uh, Blackjack, and then the uh, 60s Toys and Games, I just said Donut Tower. I see, I know what that toy looks like. I've seen it in a million uh, you know, daycare centers, but I have no idea what it's called. Yep. All right, and James, what were your answers? I was the same way. I went with Kippy Rings because I, I think we all have seen it, and we could all exactly describe it. I don't know what they were called, so I called them Kippy Rings. And for the TV show, I... Did not have a good idea. I went with Maverick. Okay. All right. Well, the TV show that starred Jack Kelly and James Gardner was, in fact, Maverick. Adam, I need to correct you. It's not Gardner. It's Garner. There's no D in his Gardner. name. Oh, my bad. Thank you. I just oh, I wrote well, that, down a D. That, makes, that made my pick a little better because that's what I was. <laughs> okay. I would have known that one. My bad. I totally have. I, I just typed in a D. All right. And... Everybody knows this toy from Fisher-Price. You have seen it all in different daycares and whatnot. It is called the Fisher-Price Rock-A-Stack. Rock-A-Stack, but <laughs> tough name. But yeah, that's what uh, that's what it is. So neither of our contestants getting their answer. We got to know how this ends up. This could be pretty exciting. Micah, what did you wager? 
Well, as you may have noticed, I have zero confidence in myself, not only in this, but in everything in life. And uh, so I only wagered 10. Okay. And James? I uh, equally did not have any faith in uh, toys and games are ones that you can either really, really hit or really, really miss. And so I bet a big old nine. All right. John, do the math and let us know who won today's episode. All right. And probably one of our closer games in a while. With a final score of 81 to 70, James is the winner today. Hey, very good hard-fought match. You guys were both conservative at the end, but it paid off for that. Uh, Well done to both of you. Uh, Micah, as you are the loser, that means you're going to talk first, and James can savor uh, the last moments of the podcast. So, Micah, please say anything that you want. Sure. Um, as always, I want to thank you guys for uh, putting on the show. Uh, like I said, I've discovered, or I didn't say this, but I discovered the show a couple years ago. And uh, really, I just love trivia. I've always liked game shows and trivia shows in general, even though it's not my not my forte. Uh, but you guys put on a great entertaining show. And so thank you for that. I also want to thank my wife and kids for, again, giving me the opportunity <laughs> to duck out for half an hour to record this. Um, and uh, that's Pretty much all from me. I can't wait to do the play-in rounds in a, a week yeah. now, and um, we'll see you guys then. Yep, very excited. Uh, and James, anything you would like to add on to that? I, I want to echo absolutely everything Micah said. Thank you guys so much. I, I really love this show. I In trivia, I tend to go more to like history, geography type things, and I have learned so much about pop culture and different things from listening to you guys. Thank you for what you do and entertaining us. And again, shout out to my family, uh, Joel, Alex, Mary, Logan, and Alexander. I appreciate you all. And and uh, they're always really great about helping me play trivia and, and test out games and things. So thanks to them. Perfect. All right. Well said to the both of you. And thank you to everyone out there who is listening. And for Micah, for James, for John, I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.